This is No Starving Artist Podcast. You deserve a successful creative life. I'm Anissa Benitez, a marketing expert at top companies and creative journeyer. I'm here to support your creative wellness, financially, mentally, and spiritually. Share with me your questions and I'll share perspective. Hey everyone, welcome to the podcast or welcome back. Today's episode is some book recommendations and takeaways from those books. I don't want to spoil anything, but I do want to give you a sneak peek into some sources of wisdom that might be valuable to you along your creative journey. These books are mainly wellness and spiritually related, um, and I enjoy books outside of that, but I've had a craving. And rather than share too much on the synopsis or just say, it was an amazing book, I wanted to share over some takeaways, some things that I have been sitting with since reading these books this month of February. Our agenda for today's episode is first how this topic became relevant to me and served me on my creative journey. Three takeaways from those three books and what the three books are, obviously, and therefore there is no culture wreck this episode. If you've been enjoying this podcast, Tell a friend, share on social media. Your support through donation is also hugely appreciated. You can do that at anchor.fm backslash no starving artist backslash support. Leave a review on Apple Podcasts. It helps others find the podcast for us to grow. Otherwise, let's get into it. In an ideal world, I'd be sitting in a dark room having intellectual discussions around a candlelit table with my dearest friends after we finished cooking a scrumptious dinner and the night is coming to a close and I feel very mentally stimulated from all of this amazing thought-provoking exchange And then when I return home, I pace myself very slowly as reading, uh, while reading a bedtime story or a self-help book, I'm digesting this beautiful piece of work page by page. And that's imagination versus reality of me having a extremely voracious appetite for self-help books this month, (laughs) this month of February where it's cold and wintry and why not just snuggle up with a book to myself so when I'm not reading a physical book I am audiobooking I have a book club with myself I've been talking and reflecting on these books internally because talking to people these days if I'm going to be really honest feels more energy draining than often nourishing and so I've saved my energy and with that bandwidth of energy I am made I am making this podcast episode and I've already shared a number of videos across my social media platforms on the books that I've been reading and it's been a heavy heavier consumption time as you know winter brings that the getting outside is a lot more of a challenge and so a lot more indoor working out a lot more cooking a lot more of the domestic life and if we're going to consume so much rather than create then there's value in consuming things that are slower 
slower content because it provides us less of a dopamine rush and that dopamine rush can make us sometimes a little bit too satisfied and so much so that we're not creating ourselves and so I think reading is a beautiful thing. I go through spurts of reading insanely voraciously like I have now and times when I am much slower and much more paced where picking up a book just doesn't appeal as much for whatever reason. However, I think it's so valuable for us to check out books when we are feeling in a creative rut or we're wanting some level of entertainment that isn't high stimulating because of that space that it allows. But yeah, where to begin? It's always a challenge. The best way to find books, I find, is through recommendation word of mouth because somebody you love is close to you has already read it and then it's kind of nice to touch base with them and see how they've enjoyed it it's also good and this is a tip I shared on a previous podcast episode if you're interested in an author rather than committing to the book fully yet you can listen to a tech talk by them all these authors do their book tours and so they're talking a lot about their book and if you hear them speak and it deeply resonates with you then you're going to be much more eager to actually read their book end to end. It's not going to be a chore. It's not going to feel like something you're pushing yourself through, through willpower. It'll be much more love-driven. You'll be excited about the book and therefore willing to complete it. So that's my recommendation. And I hope that these books seem appealing or, or tease some interest in you. I have three book recommendations, the first being this. I highly recommend this book, and in the spiritual world, it's shared so much. It's highly recommended by Oprah and so many other leaders in the wellness space, spiritual space. It's called Untethered Soul, The Journey Beyond Yourself by Michael A. Singer. This book, The Untethered Soul, has definitely crossed my path so many times been recommended to me multiple times and it sometimes takes that final recommendation for you to dig in. The synopsis to give you a taste is around disconnecting from your mind, disconnecting from your self so that you can see others and you can see the universe and you can connect to greatness, greater greater things beyond yourself on google books it says whether this is your first exploration of inner space or you've devoted your life to the inward journey this book will transform your relationship with yourself and the world around you you'll discover what to do to put an end to habitual thoughts and emotions that limit your consciousness by tapping into traditions of meditation mindfulness the author will show you how to develop consciousness that enables you to be present in the moment and let go of painful thoughts and memories that keep us from achieving happiness and self-actualization. So clearly up my alley, up our alley, the book again is called Untethered Soul, The Journey Beyond Yourself by Michael A. Singer. My favorite, oh, how to rank quotes, no need to rank quotes, a quote that stood out to me deeply, though there were many, 
Um, but one quote that I'll share is this. The minute you stop putting your whole heart and soul into your mind as if it were your savior and protector, you'll find yourself behind the mind watching it. That's how you know about your thoughts. You are in there watching them. Eventually, you'll be able to just sit in there quietly and consciously watch the mind. So I understand this as being the place of observing. There's another quote that he shares around the understanding of growth, our greatest reflection in our spiritual growth is just when we're able to be aware that we are not our thoughts but we are the one who hears them we can entertain them as much as we want but we are so much greater and I made a video on this because ultimately I think there are so many moments when our intuition has been so strong or our body has given us a response or we've felt knowledge and we felt a sense of knowing and we question it because we don't have a rationale in our mind yet we haven't come to a decision so an example of this is when we're hungry we say am i hungry uh am i not hungry well i ate something recently well i could just have a little snack that should be able to hold me over until i'm hungry and I could, you know, what, what should I eat? Maybe just this little small thing, that little small thing. You start problem solving. Meanwhile, your stomach is truly just grumbling. It's like, feed me, feed me. And you're in your mind, entertaining your mind's thoughts around if you should eat or not eat or how little you should eat or the practicality of eating. And it doesn't make sense because your body's giving you a response. Your body has the information at that time and it's screaming to you by crumbling so that's just one example and there are many examples beyond that and ones hopefully that come to mind for you that you can reflect on then and be like when was this moment where I was spending so much time trying to problem solve problem solve situations that are sometimes unsolvable or will become very clear if we take a distance or with time so knowing when to not use the mind is so valuable when to tune into other parts of ourselves to have a wider greater perspective because from that heightened level of perspective you see more opportunity you have more awareness uh, things are a little bit less difficult life can be hard but definitely is a lot more difficult when a lot less difficult when you're mindful my second book recommendation that I read in February was this one, which I've mentioned. Think Like a Monk by Jay Shetty. Jay Shetty is a social media star. <laughs> He's also a former monk. This book is somewhat of a memoir on his journey through roadblocks and challenges, but helps you unblock potential power. He combines ancient wisdom and his own rich experiences while at the ashram after he finished undergrad to when he started to move beyond that. Some takeaways from this book or topics rather are how to overcome negativity, stop overthinking, why comparison kills love, how to use your fear. Fear isn't always a bad thing. Why to 
why you can't find happiness by looking for it, the external pursuit of happiness is one we definitely talked to, why you are not your thoughts, how to find purpose, why kindness is critical to success, and more. So one of the tips and the reasons why I put this book on my book list, though there are a few other books that I read in the month of February, like I said, I was voracious, but this book in particular I felt so instructive in many ways and gave enough practices to guide you through meditating, doing visualization meditations, doing some mindfulness practices, etc. One of my favorites is this one. It's called the 54321 method. And it's great for relieving anxiety. People doing do this during if they have panic kind of a panic attack feeling or if you're also trying to hold on to a positive present moment. Maybe to come back to to do a visualization meditation so you can return to that time and place and take it in and feel good no matter where you are or you just want to be in that moment. So this is the 5-4-3-2-1 method. My big takeaway. First, to do this, find five things that you can see around you and give them your divided attention one by one. Then find four things that you can touch and touch them. It might be your clothing. It might be what you're sitting on. can give you a sense of grounding. Then find three things that you can hear. might be just the subtlety of wind passing or some sirens in the distance, which it is for me at this moment. Then find two things that you can smell. How's the air smell around you? Is there something more that you can pick up on? Then find one thing that you can taste. I'll sometimes just lick my lips or you can take a sip of water. Maybe you're eating a delicious meal. So by doing that, five things you can see, four things that you can touch, three things you can hear, two things you can smell, and one thing you can taste, by taking in this moment that you're in with all five senses, you're better engaging with the present moment. And the ideal would be to always exist in that level of mindfulness, right? Every time we think that we're in that present moment, we're like, yeah, I'm here. But are you? Are you going deep enough to really feel engaged with all five senses? Because once you do, you'll feel quite differently. I feel a dramatic change. I've been practicing this since coming back from Mexico and while in Mexico. And I have really appreciated it. It helps me come out of my mind because sometimes I'm like so caught in. Am I happy right now? Am I not happy? What's going on? What am I feeling? And it's like, hey, how about instead of entertaining your mind, you feel where you are. You really engage with it. And by doing this, you can feel a lot more gratitude. Because in your present moment, there's probably not that much to be mad at. Uh, frustrated by, angry with. A lot of our frustrations, worries, things that we're carrying come from us carrying them from previous times, not from this moment, right? And that's what pain usually is. We're carrying a painful experience into a present moment, making it suffering. Rather than releasing that painful experience at some point, we continue to carry it. And that ongoing suffering is what we live in. 
But if you're really in the moment, you might find that there's a lot of neutrality and we don't have to label things as good or bad or this or that, but they are. And our final book recommendation is one I think I've also mentioned, Green Lights by Matthew McConaughey. This book is a bit of a memoir, more so than anything. But even it, in it being a memoir, I mean, the takeaways are kind of similar. <laughs> They're all about, can't we enjoy this one precious, beautiful life? We'll be more present with it. Be more okay with the challenges that come with it. He's a very interesting guy. He's an actor. He's a performer. He's a educator. Now he's an author. I think he has so many other hats that one will never know. And he's a Texas guy. And I listened to this book in audio and it made it extra entertaining because sometimes he speaks in poetics and it's a beautiful thing to hear. This little portion that I pulled from Google Books of the synopsis, you'll get a little taste in. The snippet is, I took a one-way ticket to the desert and wrote this book, an album, a record, a story of my life so far. This is 50 years of sights and scenes, felts and figured outs, cools and shamefuls, graces, truths, and beauties of brutality, getting away with, getting caught, and getting wet while trying to dance between the raindrops. Hopefully, it's medicine that tastes good. A couple of aspirins instead of infirmary. <laughs> Spaceship to Mars without needing your pilot's license. Going to church without having to be born again. And laughing through the tears. It's a love letter to life. It's also a guide to catching more green lights. And to realizing that yellows and reds eventually turn green too. So green lights, I thought, was a beautiful metaphor for describing opportunity. And when things click, those moments of click, those moments of, yes, greater purpose, awe, when we feel momentum, describes green lights sometimes as literally when you're in your car and you're driving and you keep hitting green light after green light after green light you make momentum things are in flow you're moving forward maybe you're in a creative flow state you're getting a lot of public recognition you feel in alignment with your truth you feel like you're living that and then you hit maybe a red light and we all do and those red lights can signify a need to change need to make a right turn i need to sit and pause and reflect they can signify a lot of things, but they stop our move motion, usually because there's some need for alteration. And it's captured well in this quote, which is my takeaway. If you get rid of enough things that don't feed you, aren't giving you residuals, or teeing up green lights in your future, by sheer mathematics, you'll have more options in front of you that do feed your true self and will feed the green lights in your future. Ooh, that quote gives me chills. And it's powerful to me because I recognize that we're 
so scared of being without, right? We're so scared of giving up opportunities that feel like maybes or people that feel like not really great, maybe staying in bad situations so that we'll have rather than have nothing, rather than trust in yourself and your intuition and the universe. But if you release, if you give space, rather than keeping to trying to control things and situations, you'll have higher perspective. And from that broader perspective, you'll likely see more and more better opportunities at least maybe not more opportunities but ones that are better aligned for your self your true self that feed the green lights in your future so each of these books all written by men <laughs> though i read books by women these books i find to be very powerful and highlighting the creative journey uh, the spiritual journey a little bit of one and the same bit of how you can be expansive with therefore creative and I hope you check them out and I hope that these takeaways are ones that you can carry regardless thank you so much for listening to this podcast I'm grateful to be along this creative journey with you if you've been getting value from this podcast please support it at anchor.fm backslash no starving artist backslash support you can find me on instagram and tiktok at anisa benitez Follow the wisdom of many thriving creative women and non-binary people at morebyher.com. You are no starving artist. So grateful to be learning and reading and growing with you. I appreciate you.